team family squadron the episode we've all been waiting for <laughs> yep yep talk yep. to me let we me know here. we in it we, we, we are be able to get to the intro <laughs> oh god i throw this microphone against the wall <laughs> today we're here with culture creator oh. trailblazer oh. one of the most impressive people i know and one of the most special energies out. Oh, stop it. We've got Zach Kornfeld. Oh, I'm blushing. An all-time great. Oh. We're excited to take a peek into how he led one of the most electric teams in door-to-door. -door Talk to me. And netted his first golden door. I can't wait. We're here. We're live. <laughs> Shout out Easton and Garth, first of all. We're ready to get after it. Mark behind the camera. That's my Jamie right there. Let's get after it. I'm excited. What do we got to talk about? Dude? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's here. We're back. Zach Kornfeld <laughs> has made it to the pad, and it, dude, it feels right. It does. You're ending our out-of-state little blitz we've been doing, mm -hmm. and dude, the energy you bring is electric. Uh, for the record, this episode is sponsored by Sunny... Sunny's Island. Sunny's Island. Oh, drop yeah. Coming soon. Very soon. You know what they say, blue skies, red eyes, Sunny's Island, we're back. If you're not on the island, get out. We're here to get lit. Let's go after it. Drop coming soon. <laughs> soon. <laughs> and then. Uh, Zach, welcome to the landing pad, dude. Long overdue. Oh, you, yeah. you, Eva, you officially... Penciled your name on the guest list, and it just it just makes sense, dude. Yeah. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. You got it done, dude. Golden door. And we did. Ha talk, walk us through it. How was it? It was a uh, it was a grind, but uh, first of all, I couldn't have done it without my dogs. Yep. First of all, I'm just gonna go through them real quick. We got Griff, Nadav, Joshi Moose, Sasam, AJ, Ad Adian, uh, Sebi, Ori, Adrian, Montas, Howie, Blake, Shema, Jomo, Mikey, Hayes, Jake, Scott, Mason, Connor, Vanetta, Arnis, Chris, Soli, Noah, Cindy, Cole, Ellsbury, Jimmy, Julian, Bobby, Jacob, uh, and Danny. Him. McKay, Dylan, Carson, Juddy, all those guys. Mom, dad. Mom, dad, Becca, Kobe, Nana, Safta, Saba, the whole squad, oh. you know. Without him, I couldn't have done it. My dog, Gunner, you know. Shout out Mitchie K. Shout out Mitch Kornfeld. Without him, I'm nothing, so love that guy to death. <laughs> I'm dang. Hey, that's Give right. credit dude. where credit is due. And yeah. there's something dude. to be said for that. <laughs> 100%. I'm just trying to fill in the shoes of a oh. legend, you know. Dude, I and hey, you're doing it. You're doing it. Dude, Zach, a lot of people. They don't know where you're from, what you do, <laughs> who you are. Where are you from? So I'm from good old northeastern Pennsylvania, you know, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yep. You know, all the way out on the East Coast. Okay. Uh, 22 years old. Um, loving life right now. Uh, found out about knocking when I was 18 years old. This is, was my third summer. Um, you know, I love raving. I love, uh, I feel like I'm an entrepreneur. I have a clothing brand. Uh I love my team. Without them, like I said, I'm nothing. Uh, honestly, I'm just grateful for everything that's happened to me in the past three years. Um, and and that's who you are. And that's just who I am, man. So breaking it down, you this is your second summer with the Grit. Yes. Your first summer was with the Eco Shield. With Eco Shield. And then how much did you do your first summer? So I did a, right around 300k. So I did 294k. And then this last summer you did 650k. Yeah, 650k. 
Dude, we just had we had Griff on a little earlier, right? Dog, he, dog, 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 dog. And dude, he was he was talking us through the <laughs> dude the Portland vibes. Oh, uh, electric, electric. Right? Oh yeah. And I and I I I I wouldn't have the pleasure of visiting, sadly. But everything that I've heard about that team, it's just all time vibes. Oh yeah. Dude, walk me through. What made the Portland vibes the Portland vibes? Yeah, so first of all, per rep was around, what, 206K? So, you know, we delivered. Uh, got the job done. We got it done, you know. Um, big bounce back year after last year, so we had to show them who we are. Uh, we had this little thing that we were just the out-of-state guys, and we didn't get that credit, and no one knew who we were, so we said we were going to get it done. And not only are you going to know us, but you're going to love us. And we went out there. Uh, we worked our asses off. We went out there. We just wanted to be champions. Um, we had a little saying, today we'll do what others won't, so tomorrow we could do what others can't. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, eat shit now so you can eat caviar later. Uh, we literally, <laughs> we put the foot on the pedal um, yeah. and it just came down to our leadership. So first of all, I wouldn't have been able to do anything without uh, Carson. Um, and I could have not have done anything without my manager, Tate Breyer. Um, he it was a good cop, bad cop thing. I gave the vibes, Tate put the foot down when it had to be. And without them, I couldn't have done anything. And with that mix of having Carson, Tate, and me and then griff towards the end it was just uh it was the four-headed goat you know what i mean uh we, what, what what did what did each of you guys bring to the table carson yeah. what did carson bring so carson obviously he led from the front he was uh we call him like i call him like the dad of the team you yeah. know um he was just leading from the front and he did a lot of the trainings and all that uh, i've led from the front brought the energy um was just boys you know we were a family at the end of the day uh Tate was without Tate. I honestly don't think we could have done anything. Uh, I give so much credit and success to Tate. Uh, he was just that guy every morning uh, doing the morning trainings, uh, putting his foot down when he had to put his foot down, making sure that it wasn't just a summer internship. That is a life changing opportunity. And as long as you just put the pieces together, then anything can happen. As long as you just put in the hours and absolutely just apply what you're being trained uh and then griff dude i mean come on he was outselling me my last two months out there he's a dog dude are you <laughs> kidding he came out of nowhere he's from indiana he was just saying like i'm gonna do a golden door we were like all right bet like we'll, like, we'll see what you got and he did it and not only did he do it he freaking crushed it and it was just an inspiration to watch him uh grind all of our rookies like aiden kreitzer adrian ori cohen they were all watching um you know, they were saying in their head, if he could do it, we could do it. Yeah. And then that just leveled them up. And, you know, if your top 5% is performing at a high level, that means the other 95% of them are just going to absolutely want to step on the gas and just be great. Uh, if you weren't great in our office, you were left out. And if you feel left out, that means you have to put in the work to absolutely be up there with the other guys and just, you know, um, be great. You know? dude, and it was crazy with it, right, dude? Like, if you're not going to be great, you feel left out. What's so cool about that? It's not even, like, left out of the squad. You just feel, like, left out of, like, the, right, the, I don't know, the boat, right? You just feel like you're missing the greatness boat, mm-hmm. right? And what's so cool, dude, even if they're not great, dude, just because they're part of the squad, they're at least going to be really good. Yeah, dude. Right? Where with any other squad, dude, if you're not surrounded by a great squad, if everyone else is just good, then the people that feel kind of left out... Dude, they're just bad. Mm-hmm. If you have a great squad, dude, you're pulling everybody up that normally would be great, and they're just, they'll be really good, mm-hmm. which is sick. This is listening to this, 
those of you listening, whether you're at the gym, you're waking up, you're driving in the car, how can you not have a smile on your face hearing people talk about the great experience and their people the way that Zach speaks? Gosh, it's about to run through a wall. How can you not just be overjoyed and when people talk about culture this, environment that, average of the five people, this, that, the other thing, and everyone just kind of, yeah, this is what it feels like. Yeah, like it's this the family is what it feels done like. right. It, it just feels different, which is why I'm so anxious to, to continue to peek into Zach's brain. There's a really fine line to walk, Zach. Uh, most people, and I think it's a big misnomer in the industry, like most people think the grit is this like wildly intense, there's no fun, there's nothing fun about selling a golden door. It's like too intense for me, not my palate, I don't have an appetite for that. How were you able to balance unbelievable vibes, unbelievable energy, and relentless positivity with the intensity and the discipline to go out and sell 650k yeah i mean well honestly at the end of the day if you're not doing if you're not enjoying what you're doing then there's no point in doing it and i always tell my guys just go out there and just have fun today and if you have fun and if you just do your inputs then you know the success is going to follow with that and then at the end of the day i'm just competitive uh and knowing i had someone like carson out there just going back and forth every day which was just inspiring and like i mentioned having grift towards the end just like creeping up on us was like so much fun <laughs> yeah. um but if you're not enjoying what you're doing then there's no point in doing it and um with me like i said we had this narrative that we were the out-of-state guys we were the i remember this, the cool guys that thought they were too cool for school um and we're still we're still too cool for school, but at the end of the day, we actually backed it up this year and we showed them that we cannot work you guys as long as we just put in the work. And it was a competitive thing, not just with our office, but just competing with people in other offices and then just competing with, because we have a lot of switchovers from other companies, just competing with other offices from other companies. And we just wanted to prove that we're the best. Um, and like I mentioned, anything you could put your mind to, you could do. And we were big on manifestations, affirmations, all of that. And... Um, at the end of the day, like I mean, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, there's no point in doing it. And just having all saw out there was Dude, a miracle. You said it yourself, right? You had a bounce back year. Bounce what'd you, back. What did you do last year? Uh, I shit the bed. I did uh, 240k in total revenue. Yeah, yeah, you for sure shit the bed. No, it's <laughs> 240k. You bounced back and had 650k. Yeah. Dude, what you right and I? We could say the team, and I know the team's probably a huge, massive portion of it. Probably more than the majority. I want to hear, dude. Zach Kornfeld, what is different in his mind year two to year three? Yeah. Same company, you were at the grit. Yeah. Right? It just wasn't what you wanted. What was different, dude? Yeah. So, again, I just really want to hit 99% of it's just the team. Yeah. Uh, but I would say everything else, in full honesty, so I went out my rookie year, uh, crushed it. Uh, people would, in quotes, say you're a natural salesman. Which I fully agree with. Um, Good looking, silver tongue. You know, I got that teeth. You know, look at these teeth, the pearly whites. Timmy Turner, what's it called? Good I forget his name. Shiny uh, teeth in me. You know uh, what they say? Chip Skylark out here. You know, fairly odd parent. Shout out, legend. Um, but no, I mean, if I'm just being completely transparent with you guys, um, after I made like 90 grand my first summer, I thought I was rich and I thought I did it. And I was a really cocky human. Uh, I thought I did everything. Uh, I was 19, literally making all that money. So I guess you could say I drifted away towards discipline going into my second summer. Um, I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't working out. Um, I was traveling too much. I, was, I didn't have like a set schedule. Um, and then I went out to my, and then I went out to Long Island with my boys and it just wasn't what I wanted. Uh, like, what, it wasn't what I wanted as in like I didn't produce how I wanted to. Yeah. 
So then basically I knew I was better than like 99% of everybody, not just at the grip, but in the company or in the industry. And I just really had to show them who I am this year. Um, So what I did it, honestly, I give it all towards what I do in the off season. Uh, Last year in the off season, every single day, it was a 10 minute meditation. It was a cold plunge for two minutes. It was at the gym for an hour. It was three miles a day. It was affirmations, manifestations. Um, I had to make my girlfriend smile every day, uh, making my bed, just being a good human. I remember Caleb Grandel in his podcast, he said, if would you want to buy off someone who's not a good human? And that really resonated with me. And I just became an overall better human in my personal life, in my relationship with my family, with everything. And then that translated towards the summer because I was doing a lot of hard stuff in the off season. And that just made knocking easy for me. Uh, if that makes sense. Um, but it's all, and I really want to hit on this for rookies, people who are going into their first summer vets, even golden door winners. It's all what you do in the off season Perfect preparation prepares you for perfect performance. And if you just get in that mindset and you put your foot down and you just commit, then you could do anything you put your mind to. I remember Zach Seeger, there was this thing, he never has doubt in himself. Yeah, he'll get he'll get anxious or he'll feel, you know, a little weary or whatever, but he never doubts himself. And that really resonated with me too. Um, yeah, it's okay to feel anxious or nervous before you go out and knock, but you can never doubt yourself. And if you just believe in yourself, anything's possible. Oh, I just want to dissect that entire, dude, there was so much right there. Shout out Miss Kashik, dissecting frogs and, you know, junior year of high school. It it was crazy. We just had, we just had, um, Griff on and dog, right? Dog told a story about like how one day he, right. He stopped to pull over. Like he's about to get a golden door to be like a good guy. Dude. It's like talking with. Talking with you, Zach, it's like, oh, that's where he gets it. Like, I know he's obviously already a really good guy, but dude, as leader, I love the stuff that you're like, dude, I'm stacking dubs in the off season. I make my girlfriend smile. I make my bed. I like, dude, I even just the thing, just make my girlfriend smile. That is nothing that has to do with sales. That is everything with being a good boyfriend, a good, a good human, a good guy. And dude, I just think, right. That'll just help you sell, dude. Good karma exists. If people, people can feel if you're a good guy, if you're not a good guy. Exactly what Caleb Grandel said. People want to buy from good people. And dude, it's not just about training and going over racks and going over body language and making sure the pitch is done. No, 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 dude. So much of it is just being a good human. Mm -hmm. If you're a good human, people sense that. Mm -hmm. And if you're a good human, one person buys from you, the neighborhood hears that there's a good guy going around selling like a good product. Dude, they want to be associated with that good guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just getting vibes from you right now that like, dude, hell yeah, I'd buy from you. Like, you're fun. You're nice. But I also know that you're just a good human. Right. Thank and you. I, I think that that's just I think that that's massive. And you understanding that you wanted to level up and and have a little revenge tour mm-hmm. and, and get back after it. It was uh, stepping on next season, you know. Yes. And I had to just show them because I was uh, a lot of talk. And this year I walked the talk, you know, I had to make it happen. Not for just me, for my team, for my families. Squadron. Squadron. It's so interesting and so fascinating that people on the doors, they're not, I mean, Axioms, they were out in Portland with Axiom. Goated company. Shout out Tiffany. Shout out Ben Kennard, the guy. Yeah. The point that I'm making, though, is like people are also on the doors just buying culture. Yeah. Like they're buying grit. How many deals, how many deals that I see throw in over this over the summer postseason preseason of bought because I was persistent bought because I was knocking in the rain bought because I was grinding bought because I told them that it was the rumble that's why I was knocking on their door at 10 p.m. (laughs) they're buying culture just as much as the reps are buying culture and so what are these people like obviously what do all the reps say about their experience in Portland high energy infectious love to be there 
felt happy doing it. I bet you if we were to ask all, you know, damn near 800 of Zach's customers, I bet you their response would be similar. Oh, he was high energy. He was infectious. He was so kind. He cared about me outside of getting this deal done. All of a sudden you start to realize like, oh, there's not some huge difference between selling and leading and recruiting and living and being an amazing spouse or boyfriend and doing most things. It's almost like there should be a saying like the way you do. It doesn't cost anything to be nice. And I feel like that's not a good one. I feel banger. I feel like uh, on the doors, especially um, just being complimentary. Uh, I wear glasses in the summer just so I can compliment people's glasses. I'd be like, oh, I like your glasses. And they're always like, I like yours too. And I'll be like, oh, I'm Zach, by the way. How you doing today? And then I just get right into it. We always compliment people. Uh, that's something my dad taught me because I grew up in like the restaurant business, um, hotel business. And just being nice can go a long way. And even if you're nice to someone and they don't buy, maybe they'll put you in the neighborhood group chat or maybe they'll refer you to a friend or family. And it just stacking dubs, man. And your, your personality is so infectious, right? Do you feel like you also had a huge, cause right, I feel like if Zach has a bad day, the team has a bad day, right? There's always that one guy on the team that if that guy's just off, the whole team feels off. Do you feel like, right? The Long Island year and this Portland year, could you feel the difference in yourself? hundred percent. And with that, you probably felt the difference in the team. hundred percent. What do you feel like you brought to your team this year that you didn't bring to your team last year? Um, honestly, I had it all wrong in Long Island. I thought it was just, you know, have good vibes, be their friend before a leader. Um, and that's where I completely like went the wrong way. I was more of someone's buddy, buddy, uh, instead of being like, Hey man, like you have to actually knock the hours. Hey man, you should be up, you know, 20 minutes. You shouldn't just wake up and go to the meeting. Uh, I just put my foot down when I had to. When in Long Island, I would just let things slide by. Uh, I find out people were going back to like the their hotel or the hotels before the or after the meetings, um, and I would just be like, "Hey, man, you know, sometimes you need to go back." When this year it was completely different, I put my foot down, and I actually got that from Tate. You know, Tate would put his foot down, and I would follow his lead. Um, but yeah, I would just say it just comes down instead of being a friend, uh, I was a leader first. And dude, I'm sure your reps respected that and your, love that. So your much guys, more. I don't want to speak for you, but did your guys love you more for it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's one of the wildest like conundrum. Not, it's not so much a conundrum, but it's so counterintuitive. You're like, okay, so by being maybe a little bit more stringent, a little bit more like dialed, like willing to correct people, willing to say something, you would think that like, oh, is it going to make it weird? Is it going to make my reps feel some type of way? Like that's like not necessarily the type of energy that I want to bring. But all of a sudden you start to do that a few times and you do it tastefully and you do it in the right way and tactfully. All of a sudden your reps, their behavior improves, but they also respect and love you all the more. It's so interesting to see Zach was loved beforehand, but the level of admiration from oh, Long Island to Portland, it's not even in the same stratosphere. And in, in my opinion, from what I see from the outside looking in. So Zach speaking to, we always talk about culture, environment, culture, environment, like you are a culture creator. As I said in the intro, tip the hat for that. Thank you. I appreciate right. it. For those that aren't watching, he's wearing a fire cowboy hat right now as well. You look good. Shout out Dave. If you if you if you were to sum up as simply as you can, like what does it take for a manager to create culture like you did? Yeah, lead from the front. Um, whether it's throwing up eight nine deals a day, whether it's you know 
going to the gym in the off season, whether it's just being a good human, um, you have to lead from the front in all aspects. Because if you're not leading from the front, your reps are going to look up. They're going to be like, oh, Zach's not doing this. Zach's not doing that. That gives me permission to take my foot off the gas. And then they start to drift off. And then they can have a slump. When meanwhile, me, I didn't think I had one slump the whole summer. And for me doing that, that showed my guys that if Zach could do it, I mean, this is Zach Kornfeld, for example. Like, Zach Kornfeld, like, he's not special. He's just a normal kid from Pennsylvania, and he had a dream, and he's making it come true. If Zach Kornfeld could do it, why can't I do it? Simple as that. So if I'm leading from the front, showing them how it's done, then they could do it. Dude, and I also want to talk about this, right? Like, nothing was better than when we got a Zach Kornfeld video. Whether it was <laughs> rapping, whether it was riding on the bike, whether rapping on the bike, coming out of the porta pot, whatever it is, dude, those videos were fire. That doesn't like, yeah, that's part of the summer, dude. A lot of the summer is just a grind. Oh like, yeah, you were still selling pest control. Yeah. You were selling the exact same thing. Nothing sexy. Nothing sexy, right, dude? <laughs> I want to hear, dude. When Zach Cornfield has, a, what was your worst day this summer? Uh, I had one. You had a one day. Yeah. A couple one days or a one day. Um, I'd had a couple one, maybe yeah, a couple. Yeah, say a couple one days. Nothing crazy. How does Zach Cornfield vibe master go home that night and bounce back the next day? Every day is a new day. Every day is a new opportunity. Every door is a new opportunity. Um, never look back in the past. Always look forward. They have this saying. Shout out Montas. He's calling me right now. That's my boy. Um, <laughs> but they have this saying saying. Um, I, and I may botch it, but no, the two days that don't matter are yesterday and tomorrow. So the only days that matter is right now in the present moment. And if you're dwelling on the past, um, then it's just going to bring you down and wear you down. And if you're focusing too much on the future, that's when anxiety starts to creep in. And anxiety is nothing. It's just worrying about the future. So yeah. as long as you just are planted and you stay in the present moment, then you'll be totally fine. Every day, I always, like what I was telling rookies the first month knocking, I don't care if they bageled. I don't care if they had five. I don't care if you were Griff and you threw up 10K your first month. Uh, I would say, good, new day tomorrow. New day tomorrow. Every day is a new day. And you actually have to believe that. You right? have to truly believe in that. And like I said, same thing leading back to what Seeger said is you never have doubt. I mean, like, never have doubt. You could be a little anxious and anxiety, but never fully doubt yourself. Because if you doubt yourself, you're going to crumble and fall. So you're into the day. You have a, a one day. Yeah. You getting back in the car, good vibes still. Or no, we're bumping Hannah Montana, uh, working nine to five. Dolly Parton classic. You <laughs> know, we're getting lit. Same way if I threw up 10 that day. We're still having a good time. We're vibing. I'm asking people how their day went. As long as I'm showing them and if I have a smile on my face, if I had a bad day, it's going to be like, okay, Zach had a bad day. It's okay. You know, it, it shows that even the greats can have a bad day. But it, it it all depends on what you do with that. Like yep. if you have a bad day and you let it like take over, then you're going to have a bad next day. And if you have a bad next day, it may turn into a week and then a month and maybe a whole summer. So as long as you're just staying op optimistic, looking at the glass half full and half instead of half empty, then you're going to succeed. Your guys are going to see that you're leading from the front, always staying positive. And that's what matters. And then it's going to translate towards them. Dude, and, and it's so nice, right? When you look back and you have a one day, dude, you have no shame in that. It, the job would be too easy if I didn't get those one days. You know what I mean? Dude, if this job was easy, everybody would, everybody everybody be, doing would it. be doing it. Yeah. So it's like, dude, I think that it's a huge thing with you at least. It's like you never got in the car after a one day, bumping Hannah Montana, and just was a lazy ass all day long. Mm -hmm. No, dude, you grinded. You got. You can look all of your reps in the face and be like, hey, how was your day? No, my day, it was tough, dude. But tomorrow, watch this. I'm going to have a 10-day. Yeah. Dude, it's having that belief in the next day, actually having short-term memory loss. When the day's done, dude, the day is Done. Yeah. Did you have, do you feel like you've always had that or is that something pretty new to this last year? Um, totally with the short memory loss, had that my whole life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I think it's a blessing, um, uh, to, 
I mean, I would say I always had that, but I really doubled down on that this year. Um, I really just told myself, whatever happens, happens. And every I'm a huge believer in everything happens for a reason. And if you did have a two spot or a three spot or a one spot, then it's good. That means you're due. Uh, that means you're due for a big day and it's supposed to happen. And, you know, God is working something up there and it's all going to work out towards the end. I love it. I absolutely love it. Just as much as work ethic is an input that we always talk about, very rarely do we hear people talk about attitude as an input. Yeah, that's the main thing. And I, it really is like this is the common trend that I see with Zach is when his input is consistently, I'm going to control my attitude. To me, that's the answer to the question. Like, how is this culture of like relentless positivity and being a great human and doing all the things that these guys in Portland did where they're all like so close with each other? Ultimately, it comes down to like just as much as work ethic was expected as like your primary input. Oh, yeah. Just as important, if not more important, is well, you're coming with positivity. Like we're approaching every day with the input of relentless positivity. How can we grow? How can we serve? How can we lead? Yeah. One thing, too, is my like this just goes to everybody rookie going your first year or not. It's like I do the same thing you do. Like I remember I had to explain this to my my rookies is Every single objection you get or every single like, just, well, we'll stick with objections for right now, but every objection you get, I get. Like if, if you got bit by a dog, guess what? I got bit by a dog too. And it all depends on what you do with the, the, the shit stacking up and how are you going to react to it? If you let it take over, if you let it pile up, pile up, pile up, pile up, then it's just going to take over and you're going to just like start to drift off. But it all depends on how you react to it. Like I said, being an optimistic and being positive. Um, but I go through the same thing everybody goes through. And at the end of the day, too, it's something that I really want to hit on is you just got to knock the hours, man. Like I always say, I don't stop walking or talking because I, by the way, I use the Segway halfway during the summer. Did not use a Segway ever until halfway during the summer. Get on the Segway vibe. Um, <laughs> so you were converted. I was I was hating on the Segway for a long time, but then it changed my whole my whole <laughs> life after that. Yeah. Um, but um. Basically, what I'm just trying to say is uh, knock the hours. Uh, the last door, I second I shut my car door, um, I don't do anything. I, I knock until I get back into the car. And as long as you're just working the hours, putting in the inputs, inputs is huge. I always tell myself, yeah, you have those thoughts in your head. You'll be a little anxious before you go in the doors. But I always tell myself, Zach, as long as you just knock from 1 o'clock till 9 o'clock, the, the deals are going to come. As long as I just do what I have to do, do the little things, and I promise you, Zach, at the end of the day, you'll have six, seven K. You'll have nine deals, eight deals, whatever it is. So as long as you just put in the inputs and you just work the hours, then everything's going to come towards the end. Dude, what's crazy is I, I feel like right on this podcast, the amount of guys that have said that, oh, dude, it's every single one. But the crazy thing is, dude, the year comes, the summer comes around, guys are committed to, okay, this year I'm knocking the hours. June rolls around and what happens? Oh, dude, they don't knock the hours. Dude, um, what what kept Zach knocking the hours July? Well, again, it just leads back to leading from the front. Just, just the guys. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure you guys have seen your knocking career. You'll be knocking, then maybe you see your car group leader, just like, you just see the car, and you're like, oh, what's he doing? And then you're like, oh, well, he's not really grinding right now. I can, I can go sit on a park bench. I can call my girlfriend. I can call my dad. Uh, I just committed. I told my girlfriend. I told my family. Told my reps, hey, from one o'clock till nine o'clock, just don't even, don't even text me, don't even call me. I'm, I'm working. I won't answer. Yeah, I heard that from Cody Olive, and I really just that really resonated with me. But, um, it's just committing to it. I mean, 
like you said, a lot of people talk, but they don't back it up. And for me, I really just had to show them that like, hey, I'm Zach Kornfeld. Anything I do, I put my mind to. Or anything I put my mind to, I do. Um, and I just love it, man. Like, honestly, knocking's fun for me, you know? Um, I love talking to people, and it's a lot cooler when you get their credit card at the end. So, <laughs> it's really fun. Um, and I'm a, just a vibe on the doors, man. Like, people, like... If I'm in a neighborhood for a certain amount of time, like let's say three days, like people remember me and I just like wave at them. I'm like, ah, Tom, how's you? How's the baby doing? And then we'll just like, you know, blow it up, talk with them for a little bit. Um, I always dab people up the second they open up the door. I give them a little knuckles, you know, every door I do that. Um, and I feel like that just helps in a way, but I love you know, it. Kind of rambling, but you know, I love <laughs> it. Zach in closing, yeah. like there's been so many nuggets through this. We're asking this question to everyone. There's no right answer, just whatever comes to mind. What does grit, not the company, but the adjective, mean to you? Getting shit done. Determination. Uh, execution. I think that's very important. Yeah, expound on that. Yeah, I mean, like you said, everybody talks. Everybody, I, There's this thing, millions of people have ideas. Uh, but the very few execute and the people that do execute, they normally actually have the achievements to back it up. Um, and what it just comes down to is if you say you're going to do something, you do it. I told you, I texted you, I said, chalk me up 650 K yeah. golden door. And I wasn't going to leave until I got it done. Um, and main thing is just, you have a team. If you have people looking up to you and if you recruited 40 kids and they really want to 40 kids out of state that don't know what knocking is, they think it's a scam. Their parents are talking down at them. They're literally giving a portion of their life to you. And if you don't execute and give them an A plus experience, then you failed them as a leader, as a friend, as a mentor, whatever you want to say. So as long as you execute, you lead from the front and you show them that this is a life changing opportunity. And as long as you just put in the work, then they're going to follow. So I think it just comes down to leading from the front at the end. That's great. Yeah, I love that. And for the record, I did get that text. It was right when we were talking about like, who's actually going to do it? Chop me up. Chalk him up. Chalk me you up. did, dude. I got that text. You we sent have me that the screenshot. Receipts. Yeah, yeah. Which I think just goes back to one more thing, right? About Zach is like, dude, you said you were gonna do it. Just comes back to you wanted it. My dad said I can't come home until I get it. We actually were gonna spray paint our front door a golden door, and he said I could do that once I do it. So hell yeah, we're spray painting it, dude. Zach, I, I think that so many people are also gonna listen to this because same thing, right? A lot of people, and I've said this with all these golden door podcasts. Dude, somebody's going to listen to this and be like, oh, dude, I am like that guy. Like, I didn't think the guys that were, like, kind of, like, crazy and, like, fun and so energetic. Like, those guys usually burn out. Those guys usually can't do door-to-door because they're too emotional yet. They're going to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, damn. Like, oh, I, I'm the black sheep, baby. 100%, right? Oh, yeah. and, dude, I love that for you. because, And that's what the culture has bred. That's why we have 30. And, like, dude, you are one that is going to speak to such a massive audience that is just like, oh, dude. Zach can do it. That guy's my dog. Like, if he could do it, I could. I could probably do it. But then you peel it back. You listen to this podcast, and it's like, yeah, dude, Zach is fun. He's energetic. You peel back the layers, dude. You're a dog. Like, you're a killer. You will get the job done. And like, yeah, like you are who you are. But deep down, dude, you're competitive. Like, mm-hmm. you want it. You're mm-hmm. gonna win. And dude, I I want to personally thank you, even from the grit, dude. Like those videos, I can't imagine how many people those things inspired. And that was you just being you, right? So I also think that, dude, Golden Door winners have also discovered that people want to buy from you. Dude, there are so many people that you sold in Portland that will have never been sold by a door-to-door rep ever. Why? Because, dude, you are one of one, 
right? Like how many people knocked on their door and they got the same boring pitch, robotic, trucks are in the area, half off, yada, yada, yada. Dude, you knocked on the doors, you got knuckles, you asked about their dog, you started rolling in with your glasses, you were laughing, smiling, and they bought from you, they never bought from anybody. Dude, being authentically, your, well, being authentic, being yourself, dude, I don't think there's any substitution for that. And hard work. It's inspiring. It's inspiring. Zach, the job you did this summer was inspiring, not just for your people, for the company at large. One of the leaders I look up to the most. What an absolute pleasure. Thank you. What an absolute pleasure to have you on the pad. I, Any last I do want to say this, because, um, yes, I am the unconventional guy here at The Grit or, you know, whatever. Uh, I just want to say if this, like, resonates with anyone or if they feel, like, similarity to me or if they ever just want to train, get to know me, um, just grow as a human, um, just call me, 570-855-4523. Let's get to work. Let's turn you into a golden door. Um and let's just make it happen, guys. If this resonates with you, just call me, man. I'm, I'm here to help. Same way the Golden Door reps before me helped me, I want to give back, and I want to show you guys that it is possible. And as long as you put your mind to it, you can get it done. So let's make it happen. Mic drop. That's for, for this episode of The Landing Pad. Chop on my wrist. We out. <laughs>